Welcome to the Gamers Over 50 podcast. This is episode 63, back behind the mic and 2022. So it took me a little time to record. I think the last recording was November 24th and we're at January 31st. But I have some really good excuses. And they're not like the dog ate my paper excuses. And they're not the excuses I've used with family and friends for years. Like my hurt toe. No, I'm kidding. I don't have a hurt toe. Um, but it did take me a while because I became a victim of my own enjoyment and fun. And the reason I'm saying this is uh, in the in the games to kind of buy friends or the games to play, there were a couple that really got into, uh, I got some heavy duty gameplay in. Uh, the first one was Valheim. But I think if you listen to that episode, you probably found out I like Valheim a lot already. The other one was Gloomhaven, and I'll talk about these in different pieces. Uh, I've also been reading the Dune series, so all the prequels. I haven't even made it up to Dune or trying to decide between Kyle MacLachlan or Timothy Chalamet um, in there. Uh, I got crafty. I started doing a lot of crafty stuff, not like Beastie Boys crafty, but like I did crafts. Um, and then we just had the holidays and I enjoyed myself over the holidays. Uh, hopefully everyone who listens to this had a good holiday. Uh, you had, didn't have any um, negative experiences or you hopefully got everything you wanted. Um, but I'll, I'll step into each one of those a little depth. So getting crafty is I uh, grew up with a mother who is like the queen of like, I'm telling you, Martha Stewart should just watch out if my mother had had the financing Martha Stewart had, you'd be talking about my mom instead of Martha Stewart. But when I was a kid, she would make these really awesome pine cone reefs and they would sell them at a craft fair and things like that. And every year I try to make my wife a Christmas tree and I make friends that, uh, that I like. So, and if I like you and you're still my friend, it doesn't mean you didn't get a tree. If you want one, I'll make you one. But I made these uh, cool trees using a cone, a styrofoam cone, and uh, nuts. So I took walnuts and pine, not pine nuts, pine nuts are really small, uh, walnuts and pecans and Brazil nuts and hazelnuts, and I lacquered them. And then I used a, an adhesive to put them on the, the cone and made everybody a bunch of those. So that was a lot of fun. And then I also took a couple four by eight pieces of ply board and fused them together, painted them, and then added lots of sparkles to them and shiny stuff to them. Uh, to make a Christmas village platform for our house. And we had 56 buildings on it and 71 accessories. Oh, and I also built a paper mache mountain on it as well. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It took a lot of time, not, not that much time actually to build the platform. I realized I've learned a lot from my parents and friends over the years who are very, very have the ability to cut wood and things like that. Um, I even went to join fabrics and bought fabric. I didn't sew it or anything. And I had to have help from someone who worked at join fabrics. I'm not against saying that, but, um, built this really awesome, awesome setup for our Christmas village. And we had like an awesome Christmas. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Our in-laws visited. Um, my father-in-law is the king of Yahtzee. I think the man could play Yahtzee forever. I mean, you could just, just, he has to eat, go to the bathroom, maybe sleep a little bit, but Yahtzee, 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 Yahtzee. I can't tell you how awesome it was to buy a game mat 
and have a game mat for like four people to play Yahtzee on. So I didn't have to hear the dice rolling around. It felt like I was stuck under a craps table at Vegas for like a year. Um, and we got snowed in. So lots more Yahtzee as well. But it was a lot of fun. It was nice because we got time together, time to spend together, watch some TV. I watched Harry Potter, all of Harry Potter in between reading the Dune books. Um, but reading the Dune series is really good because I saw the new Dune book, Dune movie. And I was like, I need to go back. And I've only read the, the one book. So I'm like, I'm going to read the prequels. I'm going to tell you, I mean, I love Tolkien. He's my number one offer. But Herbert is right there next to him on story. Uh, his son took up the mantle and started working on some of the prequels and they are so interesting. If you've, if you've read or seen Dune, the prequels reading them are amazing. They're really well-written. They're great stories. Very interesting. If you're very dependent on technology, they might scare the death out of you. Um, but really, really, really good. So those were also, you know, that was, I'm, there's like 13 books or maybe 13. I think I'm seven in now and they're not skinny books either but they're also very 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 good books very good sci-fi fantasy kind of stuff so then on to valheim i think at last count and i am very embarrassed about saying this i think i'm close to i'm over 500 hours of playing this game and part of playing this game is sometimes i'll just walk away because uh, i'm frustrated because i get killed a lot and I'm not as good as building things. If you ever go to YouTube, you see people build amazing castles and stuff out there. But I really, really enjoyed it. I beat all the bosses uh, in in one uh, character. I played another character um, where I just, you know, I'm trying to go and do it a different way and try to be more efficient. And then another character, well, I'm just building my cool little village. I'm trying to build the largest space before it gets attacked all the time. Um, which is fun. And it's, you know, it's just a lot of fun. But like I said, I get, I get killed a lot. And, and really, I thought I'd give some kind of fun stuff in case you've never seen it. You should take a look at it. It is a fantastic game. It's a survival game, uh, which I'll talk about survival games in a little bit here in a second. But the, uh, the worst things that I have trouble with killing in Valheim are the death mosquitoes. And these are these mosquitoes that are just evil. They just sneak up on you and you're like, ah. And they freak me out because they make the buzzy noise and then they zap you. And it's like, ah, and they can, you know, they kill you in like two shots. Uh, there's a thing called a fen ring, which only shows up at night, but then it's like terrifying because it's at night and it's dark. Uh, Rafes, which also shown up at night and they're terrifying because they chase you and they look, look like a Death Eater or, uh, or one of the, uh, not a Death Eater, uh, one of those, uh, shoot, the mentor in Harry Potter movies, or they look like the, uh, kind of like the witch kings and Tolkien. They got like the big shroud and big bony hands freaky out. Um, then there's these oozers, which are like a blob, but they're really hard to kill. And when you kill them, you get two more blobs, which is such a pain. And there's a little guys named Furling. Well, then there's a giant one called a Furling Berserker. He's scary. Uh, there's this great, huge creature that looks like a giant woolly yak without the giant horns. They call the locks and they, uh, they, they just hit you like a ton of bricks and scary. And then wolves and wolves are like the death mosquitoes, but you can kind of see them sometimes. The death mosquitoes, you may not, you'll be like walking along. It's like, whap, they nail you. But the wolves will chase you and then they howl and they bring more wolves. And that's kind of spooky. And then the same thing with these trolls. These trolls are huge, um, but there's something cool. And the trolls, you can actually run around and let them like chop down trees and break them up and hit rocks for you and stuff. 
if you can run around well enough. Uh, number nine are what these things called draugers, which are these undead kind of guys live in the swamp. It's spooky. And then, uh, then if I had those giant furling, but then there's an elite that's a furling as well. And so those are hard to beat, but those are the kind of the toughest mobs in there. Um, if you agree or disagree, feel free to tell me, but I bet you everyone's going to be like, yep, Desquitos drive me crazy. Um, there's also a bunch of territories and they call them biomes, which is even cooler makes it scientific and everything but there's uh five that i've been to there's one i haven't been to and it's just because it's i think it's coming out new content i just want to go over there. i don't want to go over there and die and then have to run all the way back um but the black forest is really cool because there's trolls and you can chop there's so many trees you can just chop down tons of trees and build stuff and then the plains are really neat because it is like going out to say kansas when i was out in kansas just rolling hills of open space really cool the mountains are neat because they're super snowy. And again, there's the wolves and there's these other flying uh, doodads up there that chase around the wyverns. Sorry, doodads is my new dad word. So I work at play, you have to use it all the time. Uh, there's swamp and who likes being in a swamp, right? And then there's the starting space, the meadows, which is, it's pretty. I feel like it's, I'm watching, um, you know, Heidi or the sound of music. And it's like, oh, I should just spin around. Um, but you know, it's just a really fun game. I mean, Valheim and, and the other side of it, it's $20 on steam and you can play it on your computer. You can play with other people. You can play, you can set up a server and people just join and, you know, hang out, um, or steal your stuff from what I've heard. But if it's your friends, they shouldn't steal your stuff. But you know, Val, this is a Valheim love fest. I have really enjoyed playing this game and my, it, it was at first kind of like, oh, this is a cheaper, cheaper game. I can just go buy it and play it. But then it's immersive and it builds. And then the boss fights are very, I would say the boss fights are similar. Final Fantasy, you got to move and make sure you get the right thing. And, and I've never really done anything about Final Fantasy because that is makes me feel like that's like a four podcast episode for Final Fantasy. But it Valheim, awesome, awesome game. Gloomhaven was one of those games that I had on that list as well. And I also asked for it for Christmas because I had seen people play it. Uh, BJ McShay, who's uh, in the morning show and on the KSW, the rock of Seattle, uh, play, was playing it. And I watched him play it uh, a couple of years ago at OrcaCon. Actually, it was almost a couple of years because we're coming up on OrcaCon again. Um, but it was so neat to look at it. And it's so interesting if you read about it. There are scenarios upon scenarios and there's campaigns and things you can do. So, you know, my wife and I are like, Oh, what do you want to do? I'm like, let's, let's learn how to play Gloomhaven. Cause you can two player it. Cause again, you're going to be playing against mobs. So, you know, someone has to play themselves plus the mobs. It's easy. If you ever done any Dungeons and Dragons DMing, or you just like to play different things, maybe you have uh, multiple personalities and that's how it works. I don't know if you do good for you. But it is such a good, good game to play. And we're on uh, scenario nine. We haven't even started the campaigns yet. Um, but the cool thing I really enjoy out of this is there's obviously the fantasy element. really awesome. But following st the statistics and making a strategic decision that you know that's going to affect you down the road is really awesome. You know, and, and you make that. And I'd like to say you make those decisions that you have to think several ahead or as we call it strategy. That way I can be in character. Um, is, is awesome. And I'm playing Savas in this, and there's six characters you start out with. My wife's playing Orchid. Go check out those players online. The story and the lore about them is fantastic. Um, but this is also something that, you know, we can sit down, 
play two hours or we want to step away or come back tomorrow, it's right there. We leave it on the dining room table. We don't really pick it up. We hope that nobody bumps the table. I was thinking about, you know, since I now can build things, I was going to build like a, a little space with an open door. And I'm just kidding. Um, but it, it is really, really, really one of those games that I'm hoping that we can have friends over and we'll have dinner and like, hey, you guys want to play a scenario with us? Or maybe it opens into a game group and we start playing the, the campaigns. A um, couple things else that I've been doing that weren't, maybe they may, they're very fun to me, but they may not sound fun to everybody else is I've been learning a, a computer language, HTML, you know, how websites are built. I've always been just curious of knowing the syntax and following it through and getting an idea of what like the class sets and things are. Uh, so I've been spending some time on that. And then I've been watching and looking at development tools because I do want to eventually start learning Python on the side just because, yeah, that's me. I like to learn stuff too. Uh, but I've also been learning the tool GitHub, or not the tool, but it's actually really beyond the solution. I call it a solution more than a tool because of all the neat things you can do. Now I'm only using the, the base model. I haven't got into good enterprise stuff yet. But it is really cool because I can code and I don't have to save my stuff in one folder over here and remember, okay, that's the master and I didn't do anything to it. Because what happens when you accidentally copy over the master? We've all done it. Anybody? Is, a, is copied over like, these are my original pictures. I have these awesome pictures that I had to like go back and I changed them from one format to the other and I couldn't fix them. But then I realized I had deleted them at one point there in my, my uh, deleted items folder. And I was like, yay, but how rarely does that happen? But it's really cool because in GitHub, I can create a branch of code and say, I'm going to work on it. So that has also been really fun and i'm hoping to build a website and track it and you know kind of treat this as a real project like a real life project because it's a cool business skill i could learn as well always keep learning you can learn tons of stuff as you've probably heard i did a ton of self-discovery and learning throughout that um, and then i also kind of put together what i thought how 2022 is going to look and this year, I've done a lot of podcasts. I've tried to, I was trying to do them two every two weeks. That got difficult. I did a whole bunch in a burst. I've, you know, I'm going to try to do at least one a month, maybe two. It depends on the subject matter. Um, some of the subject matters are going to be easier. I'm going to be looking for folks to talk to in the industry. So hopefully this gets a little more uh, uh, cool. But some of the topics, and you'll probably see a couple of topics that are like you understand, but some of the topics are survivor games like Valheim. There are a ton of them out there. Maybe that's a genre really we haven't talked about. And then talk about game development. And I'm not just talking about the, the languages that people write games or the environments they write games, but like the big companies that are out there and the jobs in the game. So I'm actually going to get a couple of folks that develop games. And, you know, the funny story about this is I was talking to someone, they're like, well, you know, I got had a friend call me and they're an account and they want to get in the game industry and they turn to the friend and on the phone and we're like, hey, game industry needs accountants too. So just because you're in the game industry doesn't mean you need to have a gaming background. You potentially could have a social media or there are tons of backgrounds in their marketing as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about companies and the jobs out there as well, because I would like this, you know, all of these to be kind of an interesting piece of information for people and then get down into the actual developers. Like who are the Titans? Like, you know, there's, there's, you know, gaming hall of fame. Obviously there's a bunch of people in there we can go grab. 
but like who was the first person to use like the unreal engine is a good option or people who did game changers pun intended they're 100 but people who created a game or gaming environment and i like to think of like sid meyer right totally changed out that or who should we be watching like you know the guys that are developing Valheim. And if I opened it up, it would tell me exactly. I remember there's a coffee in it, but it would tell me on that. And also where can I learn and follow about where games or what games are coming out? Like, you know, is there a beta program I can get in? How do I play games before I've seen them? Um, that's a hard, all this stuff is information and I want to make sure we get it out there for folks. I also want to do more podcasts about games for kids because there are a ton of games and even more games for kids out there super fun games as well and i'm not talking about like you know the old oregon trail that's been updated or hi-ho cheerio i'm talking about other fun games and then they did movies and games so now i'd like to do games with television uh and television to games because obviously jeopardy right wheel of fortune family feud all those but there are other games that have come out of tv shows or tv shows that have inspired games so that could be kind of fun. I also want to talk about what streaming is and why should we watch streaming and who are streamers and how hard is it to get into streaming? And I may actually start streaming a little myself just to kind of have an example. Um, but streaming is actually pretty interesting. I, I watch some game streams. In fact, if you want to learn about games, oh, wait, that's my next one. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you want to learn about games or how you get help with games, should I watch a video? Could I watch a video? Will I watch a video? Of course, I'll watch a video. I've watched stuff on YouTube all the time or I watch a stream. And then where are the good places to watch it? Because I just said YouTube. You have Twitch. You have Steam has those as well. Um, I also want to step into the little bit of the physiology, psychology, biology of games and talking about uh, dopamine in games. So if you ever play a game and you finish a level or you get a puzzle right and you feel happy, that's dopamine helping you out. It's a success and you're a chemical. And I want to talk about that because some people, uh, not naming anybody who could have played several hundred hours of Valheim recently, um, get that full dopamine filling and enjoy it and enjoy it, enjoy it. And it's not because I've just chopped down another tree and I'm super cool. Now, it's because this is an extra some level of a chemical side. So if you find yourself playing games, and I have been able to not only code binge, work binge, do exercise binges, play game binges, I have, you know, some people say, well, that's an addictive personality. I'm like, well, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm getting something done or I'm giving myself a stress relief and an enjoyment and I'm getting that dopamine back. So nothing bad about it. I mean, there is addiction to game stuff, but I've been, like I said, I've tried to keep this very positive podcast, which is another good name for a podcast. <clears throat> then my favorite, and I wrote this down. I VR, you VR, we all VR. What's VR? Um, I do have a VR headset. I love it. I love it. I love it. I had been reticent of bringing it up because I had not been able to take it out of the box in a little bit because we have too much stuff in our house because we, moved in and we didn't unpack boxes and there was stuff everywhere but i put it on the charger today and i will be enjoying it and there's a lot of cool stuff in vr now and in fact since i've got the vr i had three or four really fun games i enjoyed there's probably like 60 more and thank goodness i have a ten dollar credit to oculus so i'm like yay um 
But, you know, I love doing this podcast and I want to keep doing it for a long time. And I want to keep recording, like I said, at least once a month. And I want this to be about the games, the history, the obscure facts, the, you know, make this fun, make it something that helps people learn about games, enjoy games, and also show that games can be used as entertainment, but also education, right? Like someone who plays strategy games may have a very good strategic mind that when they apply that to say cleaning the garage or doing a spreadsheet or doing a PowerPoint or talking to a customer could be used as a previous and still mostly introvert. I will tell you having games really helped me come out of my shell and do things that I like to do. And I'm able to really step in front of a customer or hundreds and thousands of customers on uh, meetings and just talk. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's going to get dry. It's up in the Northwest. We haven't had a lot of rain. It's crazy, but I thank you to everyone who's listened. I promise I'm going to put some huge stuff out there. And also a big thank you to my wife who bought me a noise cancellation setup because I was using a piece of cardboard with foam on it. And she bought me a very nice professional one. I hope it sounds very nice, but she is awesome. She, I had no idea this is like the biggest surprise gift. And I loved it because I don't have to lug this giant piece of cardboard around the house and look like a giant dork in front of my friends and family. Um, as we do this podcast. And so if you have ideas, please send me a DM gamers over 50 podcast on Twitter. Um, I think my email is on here. It's gamers over 50 podcast at Gmail, but if you have an idea of something you'd like to hear, or if you are say a subject matter expert on something, maybe you're a psychiatrist or psychologist who'd like to talk about dopamine and gaming. Maybe you're someone who works in the TV industry and absolutely loves the fact that the Simpsons have like Simpsons games, I think, or more. Uh, that would be awesome. I'd love to include people on this. And I am going to include some of my friends that uh, or that I've been begging recently to join. But I look forward to my next, next podcast. Out of all those issues, or they're not issues, all those items that I put out there, it will be one of them. So I hope you have a great 2022. And I look forward to talking to you again.